0: Every good man has a good woman behind him, right? And then I also have a good daughter behind me, so she also helps keep me straight, make sure I'm dressing okay, make sure I'm not going too long, so. (laughs) I want to just introduce something today. I'm not going to go long. It's Mother's Day, and uh, I know you all have plans, so um, enjoy each other. Enjoy your families. Let me uh, read this declaration. It has been such a um, blessing for me to come to this place of uh, shifting something, you know. Constantly, I'm constantly in process. I I don't intend to ever stop being in process and growing and getting revelation until, well, I just don't think I'm going to end. We'll just go on up into heaven and keep getting revelation. How's that sound? So uh, I love getting revelation, don't you? I love getting instruction that keeps it alive, and so why should it stop just because we're in heaven? And uh, I think we still have a lot to learn when we get there, maybe, huh? Yeah, I do, yeah. So, I have been declaring this Word over my preaching because it's the Word, and the responsibility then shifts from me uh, being witty, intelligent, good speaker, all that stuff, uh, back to the real place of uh, what changes people, and it's the word. What changes our heart? It's the word. So Isaiah 55, as the snow and rain that fall from heaven do not return until they have, been, have accomplished their purpose, soaking the earth and causing it to sprout with new life, proving, providing seed to sow and bread to eat, so also will be the word that I speak. It does not return to me unfulfilled. My word performs my purpose and fulfills the mission I sent it out to accomplish. So, that takes a lot off my shoulders. Amen? And, and honestly, I've been feeling more peaceful as I've just done that, made that little shift, and just, just relying on uh, the power of the word. I think uh, maybe there's several of us in this, in this thing, this process where... Um, Wow, could you turn those other lights on, and those, those drive me crazy. So it's a second switch on and a first one off. That's good, and yeah, those big sun lights up there, yeah. Okay, thank you, that's good. I know, everybody's telling you what to do, Chris. Is that not the story of your life? Jump here, jump there. Not too high, not too low. What are you doing? Yeah, too fast, too slow. I know it's all. You're driving too fast. You're driving too fast. You're driving too slow. You're yeah. It's all changed. I know. You're you're a good sport. <laughs> what would you do without a brother-in-law that understands exactly what you're living in? Okay. I. Life and circumstances bring you to places where you go. Wow! I gotta get my act together when it comes to faith. Have <laughs> you ever had that? Like, I need an upgrade. The demands are big, and uh, I know this thing. This thing with Cheryl. Well, I I know this thing with Cheryl. This coming back, it just really bam bam. Like I'm like, this wasn't on my radar. Like this wasn't supposed to be, you know. And so, I it threw me off. I didn't even know how to respond because I didn't even believe it. Like, you know, talk about unbelief. I didn't believe the bad report. Like, I didn't believe. Like, no, no. Like, I just couldn't even connect with it. So um, I've had my own thing, and then I'm not responding well, and I'm aware of that. And I'm like, come on, Rick, get your act together. And, you know, so catch up. You're the pastor, you know. There go my people. I must follow them, for I'm their leader, that thing, you know. So, <laughs> I began to just look and search and, um, and read and listen to stuff, and, and just with this desire, I, I, I want my faith to increase. And of course, when we come to those points, the Lord's like, oh, I'm glad you arrived there. Like, I've been waiting for you to show up, you know? I've been waiting for you to get hungry again. And so, um, I just began to just start taking in things and just letting that take me where, where it would. And so I'm in that, and uh, then this is what always happens: that it starts coming out on Sunday morning. So it's you don't get teachings like where I'm going to. You get teachings about the journey. Yeah. Well, here's the trip so far. You know, look out the window, kids. We're you know we're now passing through Kansas, and so I found this scripture. I'm going to start here with Romans chapter 10, verse uh, 17. And it says, faith then, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, is birthed in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. So this is that faith comes from hearing and hearing, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So I'm, I'm revisiting everything, kind of like clean slate and just, I just want to learn. I want to see what I've missed. I want to I just let, let this impact me and let it change me, let the word change me. If we get into striving, um, we're in trouble, right out of the gate, you know? Um, and you can get there, a little bit of panic, a little bit of worry, like, you know, and so I know that never produces good things. So I just started going after this and, and reading with an open heart and mind. And it's been neat. I immediately just start receiving things and, and I'm on a journey. So I see this and I love this language here faith is birthed in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance. That would be the preaching of the word. That would be hearing the word, reading the word. When we call, we in simple terms, like anointed means highlighted. It's when something's enhanced. When you find a scripture, all the scripture's anointed, right? So you don't want to be going around saying, oh, this one's anointed, that's not. Like, It, it, it comes down to this. It's what's highlighted for you. What's, what jumps off the page at you? I think uh, um, it's a good thing to do to read your Bible and you got, oh, it's dead and you quit too early. Just keep reading. Read in the Psalms, read someplace, just read until you find something that's got your name on it. And often I think we just quit too early. Or listen to somebody, like, I don't want to listen to Phyllis, uh, her testimony recently. I don't want to listen to this teacher, but she felt the Lord told her to listen. She felt that unction, you know? I'm like, I'm not feeling that. So I'm just like, you know, go ahead. I'm going to put my headsets so on listen to something else. But she, when, we, when we follow what the Lord's leading us, it will take us in a good path. a matter of fact, reducing life down, it becomes that simple, your daily life. To just live a day, a day, one day, that's all you ever have anyways, right? Today, Doing what you feel the Lord wants you to do. Believing what you feel the Lord wants you to believe. Believing truth. Listening to truth. Like, it's not that difficult if you just break it down. And today, I'm going to live in God's pleasure. And I'm going to live in a way where I'm, I'm just following him. I don't have to get, I don't have to worry about tomorrow. I don't have to get beyond today. Like, that immediately will relieve some tension and pressure. Like, all you have is today. Whatever doesn't get in today isn't that important. Like, just live for today and live it wholly and fully and as in as much relationship with the Lord as you can because He, he, wants, he wants you to experience Him and He wants to experience you. Thank you, Bruce, for communion and things you shared. Like, is, is so, It's so good, it's so powerful, like his presence and, and touching that. We don't have to live separated from it. And so when your ear hears an anointed utterance from the anointed, wherever that comes from, it can come from a child. It can come from a great preacher. It can come from reading something. It can come from reading a story. Like, just don't know, but when when it's it's the word and the word, the true words in that, and it's anointed or highlighted, it will immediately bring life to you. Don't read it with your head, read it with your heart. Don't hear it with your head, analyzing, Ah, oh, I don't know if I believe that way. Like, just give yourself a rest just receive and listen for that anointed word because it it has power it's the snow it's the rain coming down from heaven and it will not return without accomplishing what it was sent to do and the lord always has a word for you he always has a word of life a continual flow actually and and all you have to do is receive it let it you know what happens when it rains we run for the car we try to shield ourselves. but if you're in the rain You get wet. So just get in the rain of the Word. Get in the snow of the Word. Let it soak you. And I love this picture when, uh, back to Isaiah 55, when the rain, we just had a couple days where the rain soaked to the ground. I was looking for an ark. I always know we've had a lot of rain when the retention pond starts to get water in it. Like it takes a lot for that, but it does happen. I'm like, oh, it's, you know, there's a lot of water flowing through here from all the, you know, runoff. And we had a couple days of that soaking, soaking rain, which we all probably felt we've had enough rain, like, yeah. So, but anyways, (laughs) good example. But look with some warm air, look what happened. Like things were starting, but once that rain, that warm rain that happened, wow, bang, I love to watch the spring. The buds really started to come, the grass really turned green, like things like ah, oh, spring's here at last, what a long winter, huh? And so it came and it brings new life and that it just the soaking rain. The word of the Lord is is the same, and it it if it births our our faith when we hear that faith faith, so now i when I saw this, I went, ah, oh, here's a nugget, here's a here's a reality. If I want my faith to grow, if I want it to increase, it's the, this is a secret to that. Here, letting the word fall on my heart. Turn with me to Hebrews 6. And in my comfort text through the week, I was sending these out. <clears throat> and I began in, um, in Hebrews and, and shared Hebrews 11s is where I'm headed. Get to your destination, Pastor. And in um, verse 6, I want to read that. I probably did. Let's start over. Scratch that. Fresh start. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. I bet that'll be better. And it reads, Without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God For we come to God in faith knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. So faith is a big deal. Don't, you know, again, I always say this, but don't just get the t-shirt for some experience you've had in the Lord. Like... Faith is the act of living, and it has to be current, and it's impossible to please God. You may be striving after a lot of things to change and get and, and accomplish. I'll be better person if I do this or do that, or do, you know. And the reality is faith is what pleases Him, and faith is believing that He is and that there's a response that he, he rewards those that passionately look after, or seek him. He there's there's a reward. There's a give and take. It isn't just duty. This is a real live relationship that as you, you the more you give into it, the more you receive from it. The more you receive from it, the more you give into it. It's that relationship. It's marriage. Yeah. Don't like your marriage sow a little more, give a little more into it. See if things don't change. A little more love, understanding, kindness, you know, and see what happens. Pursue a little bit in all your relationships, and they will immediately get better. If you're angry, you're criticized, you start stand- becoming more standoffish, how do relationships get when you do that? Not good. That's never a good thing. More separation doesn't help. Like, I I just got to get away from this. Like, getting away will cause more distance and more coldness. Got the T-shirt, yeah? So, it's also with the Lord. Like, the more we press in and realizing just stop trying to accomplish, but just understanding the more you believe, the more the response from the Lord. This pleases him. This gives him pleasure. Are you concerned about doing something that would please the Lord? Maybe if I give more money, maybe if I do this, maybe something that we do, you know, it's like, how about this? Believe more. Trust him more. Trust him on a day when things aren't going well. Trust him in in a day when your heart just got broken one more time. Trust him in that moment when one more disappointment just came down the road. And you're like, I don't know if I can take too many more of these. But have faith because understand and go back to promises and what you know are the facts about Him. Like I was sharing out of Deuteronomy earlier, I'm not going to teach, tell your children this. I'm telling you because you've seen, you've had experiences, you know what the Lord's done through your life. You saw the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so you teach because you have the experience to go with the teaching. You have the experience to go with that. So without faith, it's, it's entirely impossible to please the Lord. And we come to God in faith knowing that he's real, that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek, seek him. So, faith 101, seek the Lord wait on the lord seek the lord and what is waiting on the lord in psalms 27 entangling yourself with him and be careful not to grow cold and get busy and disconnected that's your enemy faith will draw you back and nurturing your faith is about nurturing that relationship so i looked at that and i was looking at some scriptures and i made a note to myself in my notes you know this was note to self read the chapter because i saw all these examples of faith and i began and i'm like so i just started to read with different lenses because now i was looking for the secrets of faith and i was looking for more definition of faith and how and and it helped broaden my whole, instead of just coming after him for one particular need that I need more faith in, it was about study this and and grow in this and realize the big picture of faith and what what is involved. I don't know that I ever came to that place before. And so we begin to get these examples. It starts in the The first verse, now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. So that issue of faith has to do with the unseen. It it always has to do with what you can't see. If you see it, you're out of the faith realm. If you're asking for something that you can see or that you can figure out, then you're you're really not in the faith realm. It's not even a criticism. It's just faith has to do with what you can't see. Faith has to do with taking an action for a belief that something's coming that you can't see yet. Faith has to do with with a result that you can't prove to anybody else. I think if I do this, I'm going to get a result. We're going to start planting our gardens and planting things. And and the first thing you do is go pay money for these seeds, and then you bury them like a dog buries a bone. And I always talk about this because it fascinates me. You go buy you spend money, sometimes it's expensive. And you bury it, and it disappears, and you have what? the reason you bought it and buried it is you believe what that it will this is the process that it will grow it has to that seed has to die and come back to life it was kept on a shelf nice and hard someplace for a long time and then you buy it and you put it in the dirt which is the place where things rot right it's where you also put dead things right and so it takes faith to plant a seed. If you're like me and you can't help yourself, pretty soon you're out picking in the garden with your fingers, scratching, looking, is that, is that corn starting to sprout yet? You know, Phyllis yells at me for that, but I, so I don't do it when she's around. Yeah. Go, flick, you know, oh, yep, 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 they're good, they're coming, they're coming. But these th- other things are just like that. It has to do with something unseen. The examples that are all given begin to talk about people that followed something, did something, sacrificed something for a hope and a promise that was unseen. For something that their friends and relatives would be like, you're crazy. That's the dreaded comment, right? Like, I don't want to do this because people will say I'm crazy, right? We say it all the time. There's all kinds of things that you're sheepish and shy about doing because you're aware of eyes watching you. Oh man, if they see me doing this, they're gonna be like, he's lost it, he's finally cooked, you know, like, how stupid. Why would you buy that? Why would you do this? Why would you go there? That's silly, that's ridiculous. But you want to do it because you have a hope of something good coming from it. Every time you start a business, it's a risk. It's unseen give as many guarantees as you want to, you still have to take the risk and you have to invest in something and wait for it to pay back and wait for it to come back. Every venture, every adventure, every thing, there's so many parts of our life, it requires faith or you're going to lock yourself up in a room and not go anywhere. The riskless life, don't leave the property, don't leave your house, don't take any risks, don't take any chances. What would life look like if we all lived like that? Like at some point, you have to take risks. Every relationship is a risk. I might get hurt again. You might. I might get my heart broken. You may. I might get betrayed. Possible. Possible. But you might find the friend of a lifetime. You might find your wife. You might find your husband. You might find a great comrade that you never knew existed till you take the risk and the chance to sow into that, to be a friend, to step into it. This is uh, it's a big subject, and it's impossible for us to think that we can please God or walk in this Christian without, without living in faith and keeping our eyes fixed on the author and the finisher of that faith, of our lives. The author and the finisher. In verse 4, the illustrations begin... Faith moved Abel to choose a more acceptable sacrifice to offer God than his brother Cain, and God declared him righteous because of his offering of of faith. By his faith, Abel still speaks instruction to us today, even though he is long dead. So we go back to to the scripture of Cain and Abel. Now, these two boys, two sons of Adam and Eve, are living in... This place in the world, there's no commandments yet. There's not much of anything. They're they're living the raw life, like that isolation that a lot of people want, they had it. And, And so somehow, and we don't have very much detail about this, it came time for them, it was Cain actually first that, gave an offering of his produce. He was a tiller of ground, and Abel was a, a, a shepherd. A, a, he had flocks, herds, animals. And Cain goes and gives an offering to the Lord of, of the fruit of, his, of, his, of the land. Abel comes along, it's, can't you see the picture of the two brothers? Because, you know, one does it, then the other one has to do it. Sisters, same way, you know, like, oh, 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 I'm going to do that too. Abel, he's like, I'm going to take, but it's very clear. It says he took of the finest of his flock and he, and he offers a sacrifice. And so there's just a little bit of definition there and distinguishing and Abel does this, and he makes an offering, and however this looked, the Lord received Abel's offering. I don't know if fire came down and consumed it. I mean, I don't know. We weren't there. We don't have a lot of details, but something happened that it was obvious. His offering got accepted, and Cain's did not, which can tend to make an older brother insanely furious, jealous, envious, whatever. And so, here they are living in this. Abel's like, yeah, shazam. The Lord came and took my offering, like, wow, you know? And Abel's like, mmm. The Lord, having passion and compassion as he does, comes to Cain and says, listen, he sees he's upset. Why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? Now, we can speculate all day what was wrong with the two offerings, but we don't know for sure, except, except this passage. They show up in Hebrews 11, 11 which is the what, what chapter? The faith chapter. So, the Bible is going to give us some instructions about this. What was the difference? Faith. Whatever the details were, when Abel offered that, he offered it in faith that it would please the Lord. And for whatever reason, even though Cain was first, I don't know what his motive, but there wasn't faith attached to it. This is why I say in your giving, tithes and offerings, (coughs) do it in faith. You must do it in faith. It's better that you don't give unless you give in faith. That's a great thing to make offerings grow. Like, hey, you're just giving money. Don't just keep it. But I can say that with confidence, like, because money that's given in faith, wow, it multiplies. Like, bam, it hits the, it does well. We prosper. I'll take a dollar from someone that's giving in faith, then a hundred or a thousand dollars of someone that's giving out of obligation. Or, hey, you need me. Here's more money in your, life. like, it gets weird, doesn't it? So the Lord's like, we get this identified Whatever else was going on, Abel's offering was in faith, and the Lord received it, and he looks at Cain, and I believe between God and Cain, the Lord and Cain, Cain knew what the problem was. Hey, you've got an opportunity to fix this. I'm not going to feel sorry for you. Just fix it. Just do what's right, and your countenance will be lifted up. You'll be happy. It'll, It'll all be good. I'll accept your offering, too. So this we know, regardless of other details, that Abel's evidently was in faith and that he still speaks to us because of his faith. He's still the one that, hey, look at Abel. He, he gave an offering to the Lord that was in faith, that believed that God was, and that he was a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and put him first. And Cain had an issue. And because he didn't do well, he ends up killing his brother. They made it in this chapter, that's faith. Faith is about doing, hearing what the Lord's saying to do and doing it, believing that it pleases the Lord. It's that simple and that complicated all at the same time. It has to be whatever you do. It has to be under the Lord. This is between you and him. He's the one that discerns this. Man doesn't. There's not a, a book. You don't get to discern like, oh, that's not in faith. Check, you know. It's the Lord that authenticates that was faith. I'm going to bless it. I'm going to let my fire fall on that. And when when it's not, we'll be miserable among men if we try to do things and we're just whatever, what, just without faith. Let's just keep it that way. Like, without faith, it does not bring a good result. And even though you're doing a good thing, it can make you miserable. So, Let's learn about this. I'm going to take my time and teach through all of these examples. I mean, it just it gets really good looking through this lens like I'm like, oh, wow. And in this, our faith can grow, can increase. So let's pray. I want to close today. Father, I, I just thank you for this day that we can honor our mothers and motherhood. I just thank you for the precious women that are in our body and our fellowship that are great mothers even in their weaknesses, even in their shortcomings, they are great mothers. And they press in and they press through and they stay steadfast and they love you and put you first. So I just thank you for them. Thank you for your word today. And I just ask that you will increase our faith, take us on a journey. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.